I don't know anymore. I'm just waiting for her to update. God, I haven't done karaoke in a long time. Stream health starting. Your audience will see in a moment. Get ready. Three, two. Yay, we're live now. Hey! Hey, folks! I'm with uh, I'm Vince sitting here with DM Glenn of Thacko's Hammer and Old Man Grognard here on YouTube and Radio Grognard from Anchor. Hi, coming down from heaven, I guess. Glenn with his halo, so to speak, <laughs> in the background. It's a halo. This Actually, is as good as it gets, folks. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah. Also sitting with me is another fellow podcaster extraordinaire, the bartender of the OSR, the man that sits there in his underwear, Eric Tankar. And my buddy. There is a reason why we have it from, you know, the camera isn't like at crouch level. Okay. Sure. Actually, I'm 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 wearing pants, so yes. Uh, uh, we not, all, not retired. Not all retired grog nerds roll walk around in their underwear. We're not going to challenge you, Glenn. So we're going to take your word for you wearing pants. At least you're wearing a shirt this time. No, I don't know. What, I hope I'm wearing pants. I don't know where these pockets came from. Eh, well, you know. <laughs> And, and from my angle, Eric is like a, a floating head right now. That's all we see. Holding a dog. Holding, holding, a, his, holding his puppy. Yeah. I'm holding a donka. A donka. Is better than a floating head? Yes. Yes, a it donkey? is. A donkey? Yeah. I, well, yeah, we call her donkey. That's her nickname. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to have a couple topics to talk about this week. One of the topics is going to be following up on North Texas RPG Con, but talking a little bit about your first experiences with the con, because I know a lot of people are curious about conventions and local ones at that. North Texas is probably the most local convention you can get for Texas, but it also is international level because people come from, as I've heard, across the seas from Germany and things like that. Not maybe this year, but I know last year there were quite a few people. Thanks that to me. Thanks last to year, we, well, we had one woman that comes from England. Yeah. And I think we had a... Uh, uh, Somebody who came from from uh, Ireland last year. Yeah. Well, when we were when we were when I was doing when I was on Save or Die, we were responsible for getting our first Irish, con not only for our first Irish conventioner, but our first con he's never that was the first convention he ever went to. Nice. Was was North Texas. Oh, so it's a it's a local convention that's gone international. I would say it's probably the size, if not bigger than Gary Con at this point. No. You don't think it's bigger than GaryCon? No, I, uh, North Texas is capped at between 450 and 500. Oh, really? That's Gary Con, yeah, and that's and that's by uh, Doug and uh, Mike, Mike. their own intention because yeah. uh, they want to keep that small con feel. They want people to be able to approach special guests, and you can't really do that so much at GaryCon and Game Hall mm -hmm. because of the sheer numbers of people there. Hmm. This is why I always buy my next year's badge at the current one. Well, well it doesn't feel empty, obviously, if you're, uh, you know, yeah. but it's certainly it's it's yeah. it's capped. Did you are you did you were you able to buy your badge already, Glenn? Because I couldn't buy. Oh, it. I do that every year. I walk up to Doug and says, "Here, boom, I'm done for next week." <laughs> First year I did that, it's like he was walking by and I just slapped the money on his chest. What's this for? Is this next year's badge? What do you think? <laughs> it's a bribe. Take it, you retired cop. It's a bribe. In fact, the guy who was working the registers, yeah, Doug's going, yeah, he does everywhere. Just, just, you know, do it. Eric, you very familiar with that bribe system as a cop? I worked in internal Ooh. affairs. <laughs> yes. 
So anyway, uh, Glenn, what was the, we'll start with you since you probably are the first person out of us to attend North Texas. When was the first year that you attended? I'm guess I I have a hard time remembering, but I'm guessing 2011. Okay, so you did about uh, a year after I was uh, a year before I started yeah. attending. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I said it was good. I told you, and you said, "Yeah, think about it." So, but you showed up, and 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 let me tell you, Eric, he ran a hell of a Marvel superheroes game. Yes. Oh, I can believe it. I, no. I can't see him not doing Blood otherwise. Bloodfoot lives. Ben seems to me like he'd be very good with the super games. Are you familiar with uh, one of the guys who comes here every year now is Montana Cole Squires? Oh yeah, I missed him this year. I saw him around. I said hi. Uh, I he he played a Marvel character that could not shoot to save his life, so he threw guns at people and hit them. And he was good. He, he, I remember that. It's like he was a, a pure marksman if he threw the gun and not shot the guy. Oh yeah, because the gun, the way we the way we had written up the gun was the gun was more powerful material wise as opposed to actual shooting wise. So he just started throwing it using his. He strength. had a bandolero of pistols. Yeah, so he just started throwing them as opposed to using his strength as opposed to using the actual uh, gun damage. Yeah, that was great. And Mike, Mike Stewart played in that game, too. I remember that. Yeah. He played like this really old guy with an Iron Man suit. <laughs> he was like 80, 90 years old, and he'd get in the suit, and he just, you know. So that what was your, so 2011 was your first con, Glenn. What was your, yeah. what was your uh, memory from that con? Uh, stuff I couldn't buy. <laughs> because i was poor i didn't have the money then and i just kept looking at stuff like the frog god stuff and i it was like i remember one thing i remember is that's where i saw tome of adventure design and i couldn't afford it and it's like i gotta have this book so next i always seem to be buying the stuff i saw the year before that i couldn't afford that's a tradition with me now what else um I remember it was in this hotel. It wasn't really a hotel. It was one of those uh, business uh, extended stay places. Oh, okay. You were you were outside and, the hotel then? Yeah, this was an ex no. It was an extended stay place. It was one of those places where like you had no housekeeping on the weekend, and there was a bar but no restaurant. I mean, we're talking bare bones here. Okay. And oh, so you done. you were at the, at the hotel prior to the hotel, like you were yes. two hotels ago, more, more okay. or less. Th then the next year was the uh, <clears throat> Holiday Inn. <laughs> That's where you ran the Marvel game. Well, that was a, I, oh, that was a Holiday Inn we were at. I don't even remember. Yeah. yeah, it was a Holiday Inn. We found out later was a training hotel, and they had no idea Ugh. what they were getting into when North Texas got there. They closed the bar. I remember they, they closed the bar at 11. Oh, geez. And they, had, and they had a vent problem in the kitchen. You walk through the dealer room and you'd smell like bacon or whatever the hell they were cooking in the kitchen. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And everybody had like their own little separate little click rooms during that con too. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. All like little special groups bought their own rooms and they only kind of stayed in their own rooms unless they weren't part of the group. And it was kind of weird, but. Whatever. Yeah, it was it was not a good experience. Then after that, they got the Marriott, and then it just took off. Hmm. You know, then the Marriott, now the Westin. I miss the Marriott. Oh, I miss it, but the Westin is a much better place. It is. It is. Um, they could work on a few, a couple of things, but like more restaurants around them. 
I think they're building well, they a really lot can't of stuff. Control so. that. Well, you there were no restaurants around the Marriott. No. Uh, there, there, there weren't. I seem to remember a couple within walking distance. Not really, like no. you, like I think Eric's talking like an actual restaurant, not like a fast food place. I think. Oh, okay, okay, but well, at least we have the food trucks, you know. Mm-hmm. That's probably why they brought the food trucks. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. I know you mentioned it like two to three times, Glenn, and Eric, you were like, oh, it's great. And I was just like, I need to go check that out. But I was just like, meh, and I just didn't even bother. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't want Mexican food, that's all. But then I thought they have roasted corn. What? Mm-hmm. I missed out on this? Because be- uh, Gage would go there a couple of times. Oh, their nachos are great. you got to try, Grandpa. So then I never got to it. But i got to say, the hotel makes a good burger. Uh, I did not try their food because the last time that we were there, I did not care for their food, to be honest. Oh, I'm sorry. It didn't taste that. that great. Too. That's why I kept going out. Uh, the uh, one night we went out on Saturday, Eric? Was it? Yeah, Saturday, right? Yes. Uh-huh. My wife, uh, we took you and your wife, uh, Mrs. Tankar, to uh, to uh, Twisted Root. Yeah, Twisted Root Burger or something like that it's called. Uh, yeah, it was really good. It was a very oh, yeah. good burger. It was good. So good, I had to leave some behind. I I always I always love the hotel's uh, breakfast buffet. I get, and for ten bucks, you can't really beat it. No, and uh, no, it's a really good omelet. Yeah, Gage Gage even liked it because first day he says, "Yo, you you should be paying that ten bucks. Let's go over to Denny's. You get a lot more Denny's." And then we got out there, and it's like I'm not crossing that highway. Yeah, I it guess, wasn't that I bad. Guess we're, well, no, I've done it before. I mean, I used to do it with the with the dragoons, you know. Speaking of which, happy membership, uh, Vince. Thank you. you. Did they contact you in any in any way? No, I actually reached out to them after talking to was her name Jesse or something like Jesse, that. Yes, yeah. After talking to her, I, I went to the webpage and, and spoke to uh, Jeffrey directly through the webpage, and then he invited uh-huh. me to the uh, Facebook group because he was like. He didn't know who I was at first, and I'm like, remember, I met you during Glenn's Gangbuster game, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's right, and we uh, talked about that, and he invited me to the little special hidden group that they have, so. <laughs> yeah, well, Secret all, societies are awesome. Well, they always have the China Bear Room, so I always have a place to run my games, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, next year I'm thinking about maybe running a game for North Texas. I'm not sure yet. That'd be nice. Ask, wow. tell, tell Jeffrey he'll get you a table in that room. Uh, yeah, I probably will because they they say they want their members to run games. So yeah, I was we'll thinking about running a DC Heroes game because you were like all over the game. So yeah, that sounds interesting. That way I get get to run a game for you again, and you get to play in a game you wanted to play in. Oh yeah, you can return the favor. Uh, that, that game, I don't talk about that game. That's just game. I don't talk. <laughs> anyway. My first con, since we got done with your first con, Glenn. Yeah, go ahead. Was in 2012, after you convinced me Uh to go by saying, oh, it's awesome. Just go, just go, just go. And I was like, and I showed up in 2012 and bought a badge. Oh, you did? Yeah. For the day? Yeah, I bought a badge just for the day. And and I didn't actually stay there. I just kind of stayed for the day and uh, hung Uh out. I got to see uh, uh, Steve Marsh. I got to meet him in person because I've never met him in person. Uh, talked to Frank for a little bit. I had meet. I had met Frank the year prior at Gen Con in 2010 mm-hmm. and 11 when I went there, and that's when I got him to sign my Immortal books. And I Ooh. talked his ear off that whole entire time about Immortals to the fa- to the he point. Let you? 
What do you mean he let me? What, talk, you mean? <laughs> yeah. I think it got to the point where he was like, okay, I'm done. Because <laughs> I kept talking to him about Immortals. Exactly. That's what he does to me, too. But uh, he... Well, not all the time. Frank... He had, somewhere to, he had somewhere to go. So. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, and then um, I, I met a few people that I had never talked to, like uh, Dizzy, Andrew, from our community of uh, WoW Games and uh, OSR uh-huh. Gaming. Uh, got to meet Montana, of course, and that Marvel game that I ran on that you guys pushed me into running for some odd reason, but I ran. <laughs> Come on, just run the game, yeah. just run the game, just run the game. Okay, shut up. I said, I said, run the game, run the game. Well, I don't have the stuff. Well, I just happened to have the box set right here. Yeah. Oh, that's a setup if there ever was one. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, I don't have any of this stuff. And Glenn's like, well, and he pulled out the stupid box. I'm like, God damn it, Glenn. <laughs> you got I went into my... your house there, Vince, and made sure I had your personal copy. I, and I believe I believe that's the first time you met Mike and Liz, wasn't it? Mm, that's no. Before Denton. Oh, that's is that before Denton? No, I was already living in Denton in 2011, okay. so I kind of moved 2011-2012. I had met yeah. them. Remember, I think all you guys came to my house at one point. We did, but that was after. That oh, was then after maybe that, that was the first time I met Mike and Liz. Then yeah, okay. It was. It was. Yeah. It's, so many years ago, I'm getting older. I'm forgetting now. I remember. I remember Mike. Oh, I said he's living in Denton now, but he never comes by and sees us. <laughs> Why does Mike sound like he's coming from the Muppets or something? <laughs> because he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Stop all the, the rainbow song, boss. All the times <laughs> that we were gonna play. The days that I could play, he had a game and he was already on his way out and there was no room in the group. And then when I was able to, when he was able to do it, I was already gaming and we had no room in that group. So, and so and Mike like, wasn't, yeah. yeah, and Mike wasn't big about going to like local stores to play games as far as I can tell. I mean, he'd always be like, uh-huh. ah, I think I'll just wait. I don't know. If, I don't yeah. think he liked just going in public, playing public pickup games and stuff like that, which I don't like to yeah. do anymore myself, but I can't speak for him. So I don't really know. Uh-huh. I'm just guessing. But that's yeah. what I think. I don't blame him because a lot of those games just turn out wow. Crazy, but, huh? Yeah, that was, like, my first con was great. I had to go back every year, except for one year I did not attend, and that was for my own personal reasons, but I won't get into that. <laughs> and uh, uh, Yeah, for a, while, for a while you were like Mr. Press Pass. Yeah, uh, for like three of the years of the con, I just basically covered the con as far as just podcasting-wise. I didn't play in any games. And even though Doug was like, oh, it's fine, go ahead, just, you know, if you want to play in a pickup game or something, go ahead, you know, not an official event, I was just like, no, I'm just here as podcaster slash taking pictures, I'm not mm-hmm. abusing that ability from you, and Doug's like, no, 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 it's fine, I'm like, Doug, no, and he's like, whatever, but, you know, he gave me the option to do that, and I didn't want to abuse it, because I felt it was nice of him to even let me go in there, so. Yeah, right. well, that's major points for you, so. People points, yeah. Yeah, I was just, I, I wanted to just stick to my, you know, I guess press integrity, I guess. Status, status, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know, and a bunch of times, like, Jeff D was like, oh, come play in my, uh, was it Tank Mall game that he was playing back then, or whatever. I guess so. Pedal of the whatever, I can't think what the heck it was even called. Pedal of the, oh, I don't know. <laughs> next year I'm going to try well, and get it. It wasn't the Empire of the Pedal Throne stuff that he was doing, right? Yeah, that's Tank, it, thank you. Tank thank you. Yeah, he tried to get me in the tech email one time and I just sort of blew him off and I've never forgiven myself for doing that <laughs> I, every I time I see him I, I didn't want to blow him off because it's like a chance to play with Jeff and I uh, did get to play in his V&V game uh, another con 
Yeah. That was what the new edition that he didn't release at the time. What the heck was it? Third edition, fourth edition. I don't remember what the heck it was called. The one uh-huh. that he was trying to get the rights back to, but he couldn't, and then he finally did, and I don't remember what happened. Now, now, he's got, now he's got that mighty protectors thing. So yeah. yeah, he got it back, but I don't think he got the name back. Well, that's why I called it being. I think he got, yeah he got the, the copyright back, so he got back the game mechanics and all that stuff. But he's licensed more. From what I understand, he's licensing V and V as a trademark, and that's why he's pushing Mighty Protector. So use that long enough, you don't have to use V and V anymore. Oh, yeah. so he's trying to change the name brand recognition to more recognition. Either the guy won't let it, like to me. Either the guy won't let it go, or it's just got too much bad press about the lawsuits and stuff. He just wants to distance himself or something. I don't, know. I don't blame him. That wasn't went up for a long time. That's my Monday morning quarterback opinion. <laughs> and that's all we have from Glenn, fine. folks. Yeah. Fine opinion it is. All what, right, what Mr. About, uh, Mr. Tinkar. Yes, Mr. Tinkar. What about your first North Texas RPG con attendance and memory from that con? Uh, 2014, I was supposed to go with Joe the lawyer, but uh, Joe had issues that popped up, so he, he canceled out pretty early on. So Rick's like, well, you got to get a hotel room. I'll go. I'll go explore Dallas because there's a bus that's nearby. She had no fucking clue. Any case, we, uh, <laughs> we we get to the airport. I'm like, ah, oh, screw it. Let's just take a cab. We happen to get uh, a, a cab driver that um, drives in Texas most of the year, but then goes back home to Brooklyn. Huh? Uh, oh, wow. You know, so he's like, why are you coming from New York in June to come to, de- to Texas? What are you, nuts? And I'm, so he gets us to the hotel, and um, joy of joys, it's the wrong Marriott. Ah. There's a north and a south. The one we go into has, like, uh, marble floors and marble pillars. And right away, we're like, there, there ain't no gaming con in this place. Uh, we had to get another cab to go back. That was an expensive day. And we get into the, the, the proper Marriott, and I'm signing in. And I hear somebody behind me introduce themselves to the desk as Bad Mike. And I've never met Bad Mike at that point or anybody. So I was just like, I look so I could see what he looked like. And I'm like, all right, I'll remember that for later. Rach wanted to go to the pool right away. So we did. That's Wednesday night. And as we're in the pool, there's one other person in the pool besides the two of us. And she's like, he's got to be here for the con. Let's talk to him. And she decides to talk to him. And she she decides to brag about her husband. Uh-oh. No. Uh, oh, and this is Eric Tenkar. He's like, who? You know, Eric Tenkar, blogger, Tenkar's Tavern? Mm, no clue. She's like, you are here for the con, right? She's like, yeah. How can you not know who Eric Tenkar is? <laughs> and I was just like, wait, hold on a second. I go, um, you, you must be somebody that reads, that's a forum person, right? He goes, yeah. I go, all right, well, uh, you know, was it, uh, I, I threw it out to the biggest one, like Dragon's Foot. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm a big guy on Dragon's Foot. I go, T-Rage. I mean, back then, there was very little overlap between blogs and, and forums. Now, most of the forums are dead. Most of the blogs are dead. But uh, there was very over. She, she was like, but I'm proud of my husband. Uh, I put raging games with Game Masters, well, both of us, with people that I knew were from online. She'd be good Game Masters. Uh, Kim Snyder. Um, Good choice. Zach Laser. Uh, Better choice. Zach who? 
Zach Glade the Frog God. <laughs> Zach Glade the Frog God game. <laughs> uh, but he wasn't back then. And um, no, he was. Kovacs. Those were the first three. And by Friday night, oh, and, oh, and of course, uh, Matt Finch. By Friday evening, we got there Wednesday. By Friday evening, Bad Mike overheard Rage turn to me and say, we're coming back next year. You better reserve our hotel right away. And she was sold. She was, she gains at every con now. And we haven't been to North Texas since. We've done six now. And out of all the gaming cons I go to, there's five on the yearly list right now. This is number one. This is coming home. North Texas is really special. So. Yes, I'm going to die at North Texas. So, oh, 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 and that was also the year where Hewlett Packard was having karaoke on on uh, Wednesday night, and Rachel was dying to go crash the karaoke. Yeah, and but I didn't get there until Thursday. Yeah, she's like, Rachel, it's, that, that's a, some event with Hewlett Packard, HP. You can't crash their event, but it's karaoke. They don't ever know. I go, the moment they ask you one question about anything tech-related, they'll know. They'll know. So we have a question in our little chat here as we're live on YouTube, and uh, Big G. Oh, yeah. Uh, wants, which what which chat is it? It's the YouTube channel for me. Oh, I can't see it. Okay. Well, you can see it if you go to the channel, but um, let me ask That's a question. I'm trying to find out. <laughs> uh, uh, go on, go on. Go Big on. G wants to know, I don't know if you guys talked about this, but what do you guys like most about the OSR and the D&D communities? Hookers and blow. That's not no, part of anything, Glenn. That's yes. true. No, that's, um, it is in my head. <laughs> uh, here, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it th- this way. Uh, I, I was a cop for 20 years, and there's a certain bond amongst cops that even if you don't like somebody as an individual, the chips are down, and they or their family member is in need, you put stuff aside, and everybody like circles the wagons and helps. And the OSR is very much like that. There's a certain mm-hmm. there's this tightness in the community that we that's we spring together when. Yeah, and when we when when somebody's in need, and the transition from working to retirement was a lot easier, I think, because I was part of the OSR, because I I had that similar feeling with this community that I had when I was working at the cops. So does that mean if somebody tries to find out something about the OSR, we're like the blue wall? No, okay. no, that, no, I don't think. Although I've been accused of acting like the. Uh, the cop of the OSR, of course, tracking that, you know, keeping tabs on people like Ken Whitless and, uh, no. and Garrett Sharker, who's definitely not OSR, but. You're the cop of the Kickstarters, is more like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That That is certainly true. What uh, about you, Glenn? All I can say is yar. Uh, what was the question again? Where did you get that hat? That's the question. Where did I get Actually, Disneyland. Amazon. Believe it or not, no, I got a Disneyland across from the uh, Indiana Jones ride. No, the actual question was, what do you like most about the OSR? What do I like most about the OSR? Well, I thought I already said, but I'll say something else now. Uh, I just like it. Just it feels right as far as the games go, and the people are just shirt off their back, man. You know, they're just they're there for you, and. They're interesting, and they like me. They really like me. I like I mean, you, Glenn. But not <laughs> as a friend. But only as a friend. I know. Uh, but I I just, you know, I, 
I started doing stuff and I didn't think I could contribute Jack to this movement. And I'm actually like on the fringes, actually, I'm helping, you know, helping promote it. And people really appreciate it. Yes, I have no life, but OSR gives me a life and I'm appreciative. I, I just, I just love the people. I love the people. I love the games and I'm just here to play actually, you know, to have a good time and, Cooperative imagination, cooperative storytelling is where it's at. Whether I roll dice or just talk. That's yeah, th- that was the the goal when I started up all these podcasts that we do. Was uh-huh. mainly was to get these old games that we play into the ears and eyes of people who don't play them anymore, and to give to spark inspiration in those people by giving them ideas each week with the podcast. And as we expanded and added more and more things, starting from 1E podcast to your 2E and then Save or Die, which was classic, and then to all the other various things that we've done. Right. All have been just to help people out there. I mean, I've never asked anybody for anything physical. I've always, if they want me to review something, I've just said, just give me a PDF. I don't want anything physical because that takes away from your stock, takes away money from you. I just want... I even asked for watermark stuff so they would know it would be in safe hands. And that's why okay, a lot of stuff I'm giving you. I now feel shamed. Why do you feel shamed? <laughs> because I do get physical stuff from people. Well, that's that's their, if that's what they want to do, Glenn, that's fine with me. I don't care. If okay. they want to send it to you, that's fine. But when they ask me, I always say PDF, watermarked, done. That's why you've gotten a lot of stuff from me when we review it that has, like, watermarks all over it. Oh, okay. That's why. I, I, see, I, well, I, I ask for physical copies for a specific reason, too, the way I want to do the podcast. I wanted people to, I wanted to hold it up and go, look, this is what it looks like. This is how big it is, you know, like that. I always worried that somebody, I'm going to make a recommendation of something, and somebody's going, hey, that's neat. I'm going to go buy it. And then it's like, what the hell? That damn Glenn. Like. <laughs> yeah. You that know. Glenn is full of shit. He don't know nothing. I've gotten that response to my stuff. Have you? Right? Yeah. Wait, people said people contacted you and said that Glenny's full of shit. How can you? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but they'll disagree with your assessment, and that's just going to happen because yeah. everybody comes into it. What I like and what Glenn likes, there's going to be a huge overlap, but there's going to be a part that does not overlap at all. Yeah, but like, like I said, I want people to see the physical product at least in my review, and they can make their own judgment from there. Fine with me. I mean, whatever works for you. I, I'm happy with having just just something to read and just review and tell people I, about it, so they and direct them to it. I would mind just sale. reviewing a PDF if that's all there is. That I'll review it. I don't care. Good you with know. me. Yeah. So. But that was the idea of it. That's what that's what the OSR was for a community. Really, it's like a hobby, more so mm-hmm. than a community that we all do together. And there's no rule. Common interest. Yeah, there's no, like, ruling fact. One thing I really love about the OSR is there's no ruling factor over the OSR. Like, when the mainstream, there's Wizards of the Coast, like this. Uh, well, with uh-huh. with Pathfinder, there's Paizo, like this. And, like, all the other games, there's something lurking over them that's the leading authority. With the OSR, we have a group of leading authority guys, like, you know, Tim Cass, Frank Menser. But they aren't, like, the... Their hands off. Yeah, they they're there to you know. Hey, Tim, remember in one E when you wrote this in the book? Can you explain that to me? Oh yeah, sure. Well, this is how I saw it. You know, 
I sat with Gary um, and blah, blah, blah. And you get to hear a story, too. So Yeah. I, li- I like the, the, the analogy of them looking over like that. Well, because that's exactly how I feel. That's how well, you know, it feels to me, too. The USR doesn't have a leader, doesn't have a leadership, has numerous tent poles, some yeah. taller than others, some tents larger than others, but they're all within this uh, Venn diagram that is the OSR. Yeah. Some people play Labyrinth Lord, Swords of Wizardry, DCC, Osric, many other games, Gangbusters. They all, you know, you can belong to more than one uh, of these these tents with, within the OSR. Some people right. forget that. You know, you, you're there. All these sub communities within the community. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Uh, sometimes I think of the OSR as one big giant family that fights with each other a lot. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's that, it's that dysfunctional uh, holiday dinner where you've got like two dozen members of like you know the family, and <laughs> and you have to start out with going. Remember, folks, no politics, no religion. It's it's like the OSR where every day is Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> Really, and it's like that it with my family. With conversations over, always deteriorated when somebody started talking politics, or somebody started talking religion. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like, oh boy, because neither conversation can go anywhere good at a large family yeah. gathering. Yeah, because you always have people on the other side of that. Generally, when I do these things, I try to keep them very political, religious-free. Maybe I'll make a comment here or there. The last one that the three of us did, we did get a little on the edge there of what we thought of things. But there were some questions about it that we wanted to cover, so that's why we did it, and it's done. You're but, not right. apologizing, are you? No, I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying it, it was something. I was just explaining what we did and why we did it. That's all. And I cool. don't like to do that that often, and sometimes it needs to be done just to clear the air, you know, clear the palate, and then you move on from there. Thus, we have this show going on this week, which people want to hear about the, the con, experiences, and mm-hmm. speaking of which, moving along, what is, and I'm going to start with you, Glenn, since you're Uh-oh. old man Grognard and you get your little paws on almost everything, what is your favorite go-to OSR product in the last, we'll say, five years? My last five years has got to be Swords of Wizardry. Okay. Between Swords of Wizardry and Light, it's very, very, it's been very, very good to me. Um, I had a little, a little flirt- <laughs> I had a little flirtation with Castles and Crusades, but Swords of Wizardry, I, I told, in fact, I told my Monday group, my regular group, I said, look, guys, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna GM, this is gonna be my go-to. This is gonna be my fallback. Aren't because you um, I can do it. pretty big on um, Hyperborea, whatever it's called? Or, uh, oh, Astonishing Swordsman? Yeah, in the last you. year or two, yes. But I, I told them Swords of Wizardry is going to be my fallback. Yes, we're playing we're playing it now. And in fact, I've got another guy right now running it so I can play in Astonishing Swordsman. But, you know, I, I tend to fall back on that because it's just so damn flexible. And you can you can damn near. In fact, when we, if we, when I go back to GMing, it's going to be with Swords and Wizardry in the Midlands. So, like I said, that's a that's a separate setting, but it works so well with Swords and Wizardry. I'm going to use that. And also, Swords and Wizardry has just enough new stuff in it, familiar stuff to the 5e crowd for my 5e crowd, that they're they're okay with it. In fact, they're okay with the Stonks and Swords, which I was surprised 
because it has it has very little of the bells and whistles of like fifth edition hmm. because it's based on first edition and Jeff tweaked it enough where it makes it really really interesting for them but anyway swords and wizardry is going to be my go-to okay uh i think right now last five years my probably a lot of my go-to games have been based upon superhero games because i've been in that Hmm. big superhero kick lately and to be honest the one thing and i'm not sure if it's considered osr but i guess superhero stuff does fall under osr somewhat yes Uh, it does Four colors, you know. If four we C. say it does, it does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's our definition. You know, four yeah. C, four colors, the the uh, clone kind of of uh, face rip. Yeah, you guys, you guys are familiar with it, yeah. Oh, you like? Oh, you like? Yeah. Oh, four color, yeah. Yeah, four color, but not yeah, four color awesome. itself. The actual game I, I want to plug is uh, Jay Libby's uh, G Core, G Core Prime. Oh, nice. It's his oh, version yeah. of uh, Marvel face rip, uh, based on a little bit on four color, four C. Uh, with his spin on did things. You, did you print that out? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. G Corp Prime. I was going to say, where do I buy it? Uh, Drive through RPG. You can get it. I can add a link in the uh, in the notes here for you as well. PDF. I'm always itch- ever since Champions, I've always interested in looking at new superhero games. Yeah. I just finished looking. I just finished looking at Vigilante City and mm-hmm. did a review of it. If you want a game that's like Marvel Face Rip a little bit more easier to get your head around and more like 4C, this mm-hmm. uh, this game is pretty much your game. So it's pretty easy. I mean, it's very easy to read. There's no, mm-hmm. like, strenuous. There's no major, like, annoying things to look at in charts. Everything is self-written out, safe, easy to do. It's very compatible with Facebook, too, if you really want to make it that way. Okay. Some guy at the con this year was doing some kind of face rip um, oh. variant or something. Face rip tactics. So yeah, I've, I've had him on the uh, classic face rip podcast, which I do here on my channel as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Need Leads is his name, and Sean Stacks, I believe, are the two guys responsible uh-huh. for that. Uh, it's basically a mini game version of face rip, but they converted it. Using the charts somewhat, it's, it's hard to explain. You have to actually see it, but it's using minis. It's, it's like a tactical game as opposed to the Yeah, I was going to say, is, is this looks like Marvel Mortal Kombat? I guess so, but I mean, you know, maybe. I don't know if that's what you want to call it. Sure. Yeah, okay. Ready? Just, just fight. Just, yeah. Yeah, just Marvel basically, you, you know, these things happen. You have certain rounds. You do certain things. Certain events happen. It's kind of, I think, maybe more like... I want to say D&D Adventure. Not Adventurely. What was that other thing called that they had? Essentials? Uh, no, what? that's 4E. What was 4E? Essentials. No, it wasn't D&D. Essentials. I know D. I know uh, Wizards of the Coast had their own, like, it's not Adventure League, but it was like that, a, an event thing. I don't know what the hell it was called. All I can think of is Battle System. Oh, I know what you're talking about, where you played out like an encounter. The D&D Encounter, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. some crap like that but this is better because it's marvel and this guy took it and broke it apart and they did it themselves they had all these little pieces they had little made up it's really cool i mean i took some pictures of it and i think he dropped some pictures in the uh, north texas group Mm -hmm. as well in the last couple of days of the experience take a look at those pictures it's really good also check out the on my youtube there's a on the classic face rip channel here uh i have a i think it was episode 13 14 around there i interviewed him and we talk about the game in depth and talk about the rules and how it works. If you want to check that out, it's a live video that we recorded. Oh, uh, 
Eric, what were we talking about last night on Tavern Chat about, uh, what was it, TotalCon had a whole floor for Adventures League? Or no, something no, like uh, uh, GaryCon has a whole floor for uh, Adventures League. I, if, I ever get, I, if I ever get to GaryCon, <laughs> I'm tempted to make a t-shirt and wear it through, walk through there wearing it saying, bring back the RPGA. Oh, <laughs> I still have my RPGA card. I still have my RPGA battle map. I still oh, have shoot, them. I still got mine, too. That, that's where that came from. I had two of them. I donated one to my Monday. I didn't remember ever buying one. That's right. That's why I, I still don't remember buying one. I still have a call, too. Oh. Boy, that's great. That's great to saw somebody's head if they're not paying attention. Did you guys uh, subscribe to Polyhedron Magazine as well? Or did you I, get wish. I wish. I wish. By the time I got on the RPGA, they started just tacking it onto Dungeon. Ah, okay, and, yeah, because I, yeah. I have some of the Polyhedrons that they were giving during I've the got a lot of I got a lot of them in PDF. Yeah, they're awesome magazines, but they are. Well, I shouldn't awesome. say I shouldn't say magazines. They were like monthly newsletters at the time. That's what it but felt like. Yeah, but they were like short magazines, five, like yeah, 15, yeah. twenty pages. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, but as far as like, if you want to go traditional OSR, Labyrinth Lord Revised Edition with Advanced Edition Compendium or Companion, I think it's called. Those are usually I like anything that's leaning towards one e because that's my go my go to and that is that, the closest that, you can. that I I look longingly out on my shelf saying someday. Why don't you longingly on your shelf? Why? Because I do Stars of Wizardry. But you know what? Uh, let me take that back. I do use Labyrinth Lord when I'm gaming with the grandchildren. When I'm running games with the grandchildren, we play Labyrinth Lord and Advanced. See, now, I find Swords of Wizardry Complete to run very close to how we ran 1-8 back in the day. Close enough that, you know, I, I feel very comfortable with it. Uh, Labyrinth Lord, I don't have the combined, uh, you know, Labyrinth Lord plus the advanced to AEC um, in one book, which is mm -hmm. what I would probably need. To, I, I didn't like it when it was two separate books. Just felt it was very awkward. Well, the Labyrinth Lord is a, is a great game, and so you know, Labyrinth Lord is there's a lot of support for it, just like for Swords of Witchery. Those two get most of the support, I think, in the uh, in the OSR. Yeah, that, so that those are the kinds of that yeah, that, that, that and Osric. I don't. Yeah, but Osric gets gets some, but now people are even going away from saying compatible with Osric. They're just saying one eight. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter anymore at this point. I mean. Same difference. Yeah. I mean, at, at the convention, all I brought with me was my my digest size version of Osric. If I was going to run one e, or I was going to play in one e, I was just going to take that. Right. Yeah. If you have that option because you can drive to the kind you can bring whatever you want. I That's fly. Right. Yeah. The only right. book I brought with me was my uh, oh, son of, and I'm realizing this now as I'm looking at Vince. I'm like, I never had Vince sign my uh, player's handbook. Next year, dude. Next year. Player's handbook of what? My one e, but my original from like 1979 or 1980. I, I I don't care about getting people like Tim Cask and and Frank to sign it. That'd be great, but I don't care. I want the people that I that have influenced me in the OSR, and, and I'm talking to two of them now. I already I already grabbed Glenn, but I got to grab you. Speaking of signing, a couple people were looking for me at the con and couldn't find. Uh, uh -oh. me because they wanted me to sign their mazes and perils. I'm like, oh, sorry. I mean, I was hanging out by, you know, Frog Gods and by David Donahue <laughs> buying stuff from yeah. his booth. Damn you, David. <laughs> yes. I mean, Damn you. you know, 
every year I go there and I say, Bill Webb's going to get a chunk of my money. I know it. I know it. He's going to offer me a deal. This year, I I was offered a deal at the Frog Guy booth, and he wasn't even there. So Listen, Bill... I have learned to channel my inner Bill Webb. And uh, I, I think behind the booth, I know how, how Bill is. And I, 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 I've seen... Uh, what he does, and uh, yeah, you you reward uh, people in the well, community. What, what happened was, I went to Bad Mike's booth and I saw a copy of the Black Monastery. Figuring I was going to buy it from Mike, he wanted like thirty bucks for it because I figured you guys weren't going to, you didn't have any copies anymore. So, and I also saw the Blight. The only copy for Swords of Wizardry was there, and I know I wanted to get that for one hundred and sixty. And then I pull out and says, "All right, I'll get this for thirty-five of him." And you come over and says, "No, we got the Black Monastery. No, 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 no. Tell you what, and, for and I gave you, you both of them." And I, I said, I, I, I think, I, "Listen, I think one of the corners were dinged. We've, we've had some issues with some of the shipping, and, and uh, Bill is very quick to, you know, he, Bill believes in in pristine books. Your book should be used and collectible. Uh-huh. Which is, uh, why he likes to take his books and I and I can't do the oh here doctor you're gonna uh, you're gonna have to sit up for, for a bit he'll spread the book out and he'll shake it like this uh-huh. and show you that the uh, binding is not gonna give out like uh, uh, books from other companies who will remain semi nameless Bridges of the Coast Fizo uh, if you did that you'd probably lose pages <laughs> oh 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 yeah. I can't tell you how many books that I had to contact AEG about for Legends of the Five Rings during fourth edition, when the, that oh. last edition that they made that broke, destroyed, and uh, all yeah. those stories about the four, first five ebooks, uh, same thing. Yeah, a uh, couple things in chat. Todd Parker is in our chat, and he's saying that he's talking seriously, giving some thought to creating an adventure building podcast, going through the thought process to create an adventure. I think that'd be right an awesome. On. That'd be an awesome That'd podcast to listen to. Yeah, you better it. do it. And here, I'm gonna I'm gonna name my big resource when it comes to creating adventures, at least for inspiration, Tome of Adventure Design. Yes. And yes, it's, it's yes. Now, um, it's I think uh, 42 in print. I'm not sure what the PDF price is. If you can't get that, uh, go to uh, New Big Dragon Games uh-huh. and grab their D30 Sandbox Companion. And their hey. DM companion, uh, they are other great resources if you need inspiration for I wanna, creating an adventure. My go-to's are that toolbox, ultimate toolbox, ultimate toolbox. That's expensive and these, now. Table fables one and two. Yeah, the, the second table one table. has an adventure. The the oh. second one has an adventure generator. Never heard of it. And it was pretty handy. You know, you can't find you can't find these in the channels. So this this woman, uh, Madeline Hale, she sells these on Amazon, and they're like I've never bucks. even seen them. They're like twelve bucks a piece. Table Fables one. Do they ship Prime? Do they ship Prime? That's the important. They do. Thing. All right. They do. But not but, to, not to New York because they won't take a factory there. But I was so surprised to see an adventure generator in there that actually works pretty good. Does it? For okay. like the bare bones, you know, to get you started. Cool. So I'd like Check to it find out. it with other books and other things out of my brain and all that. Well, apparently I have one fan here in the chat that says I should have my own booth at the next convention. I, I, yeah, no. But okay, thank you. Why not? Why not say for half as it? Well, that's fine. That they, But Mike has, you know, they have, say for half has their podcast and they have uh, – 
Victorious? Victorious? Yeah. So Victorious. they actually have a reason to have a booth because they actually have a game well, and a podcast. I just well, have... yeah, we'll get you. No, we'll, we'll, Eric, let's throw in some money and get him a booth, and we get him a nice banner that he sits there with a recording equipment. Talk to me, Vince Florio of. So in other words, you want to make him a booth monkey? Yeah. No. Can plan. we can we come over and, and, and we'll, and we'll put like, a tip jar in front of like he's in the zoo? Come over, like, hey, hey, Vince. You want a beer? You want a beer? <laughs> so what was funny is when we went up to uh, the right before we uh, Saturday night was over, and we uh, went up to the bar to get a beer, Eric, and you got you got two beers, and then I'm like I'm thinking I'm waiting for the girl to take my order, and I'm like I'd like a Miller Lite. She goes, Oh, oh, like you? She's like so surprised that you got two. <laughs> I would have got three, but I figured I'd, I'd I'd need two hands then. Yeah, she's like she walked away. I'm like, uh, uh hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he's buying for himself. He, 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 that's, come on, that's half my daily allowance, man. I got to make sure I uh, get all my uh, wheat and hops in my diet. You stipend, huh? So any other uh, OSR supplements that you would think would be valuable to pick up that you can think over the top of your head? Mm, let me think. What about you, Eric? Uh, you, you said Midland before, so anything by Glensfield. Yeah, Glensfield. Uh, Glenn is awesome. He's actually going to be doing some uh, work for Frog Guy Games I found out at the con, which is awesome. He's got another another Kickstarter book, Great City of London, coming up. Right. That Kickstarter already. Yeah. Uh, But it should be releasing. Yeah, it should be releasing fairly soon. Um, And you guys better go either Kickstarter or buy it when it comes out or I'll never speak to you again. Oh, is that, that right? That might be a blessing, actually. That's it. You heard from Glenn. From you, um, the people. <laughs> if you, personally for me, one of my favorite things to run has been the Lost City of Baracus. I had it back in the 3E days. It was Necromancer Games, and I have the Swords and Witchery version. I ran a, a a pretty good campaign with that until my party encountered the dragon. And then uh-huh. uh, it wasn't a TPK. Uh, but they it was damn near a TPK. Still got the they copies of those? We had, at the booth, we had like two or three. Oh, I missed that. Wow. Yeah, and uh, my 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 party actually wound up driving off the dragon. They didn't actually mm. kill it, but they got most of its loot. So I guess that counts. Oh, by the way, uh, I, by the way, Mike Wu, I will buy from you next year. I'm sorry I didn't. He kind of. Oh, left. I barely got to go around to vendors. He left really well, quick he, on Saturday. He did. He had it. He had a complete uh, pre-spell compendium there, and I just uh, he went down to two twenty-five, and I still couldn't do it. <laughs> I kept waiting for the Arknight guys to show up for the, with those with those stand-up figures, and they never did. He had a bunch of stuff in German and Japanese and stuff yeah, like that. I was like, oh my god, of, he had some good stuff. International but stuff. Oh, it was yeah. too expensive for my taste. I mean, I, I didn't. I wasn't willing to spend two, three hundred dollars on something. I know it's worth that, but I'm just not willing to spend yeah. that. So. Well, the hundred fifty, right. the hundred fifty I dropped at Frog God was like the big purchase of the con. So after that, it was just like nickel and dime stuff. Well, and, and a great thing about the blight is that uh, it has been tested. Um, it is uh, bullet resistant through uh, thirty eight caliber. It will stop to thirty eight. It won't stop a forty five. Oh. I didn't do it. Bill Webb has a large enough farm that he has a small range on it. And uh, he put a damaged copy of the Blight to the uh, firearms test. 
You know what? So, that's, uh, sti- that's still readable. I would I would have bought that copy. <laughs> Bill Webb tested. Bill Webb approved. There you go. With bullet hole. With, with yeah. Bullet hole. Oh, I never I never did get that copy of Sergeant Rizzardy lit. So. You know that'd be. Oh, well, you'd have thing. to make your own. Yeah, I have uh, to make my own. The Stacy yeah, Delfano commemorative edition. Uh, 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 let's 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 not. It's like Candyman. Nope. Let's not talk about that. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> See, it didn't work. Uh, uh, Beetlejuice is right behind you, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So those uh, that want to attend North Texas RPG Con next year, they should be opening up badge registrations in the next week or so, according to what Doug said. Yeah. So, unless you're Glenn and you Glenn. just throw money at Doug and say, I want my badge now, damn it. And you get your badge. So. <laughs> Me and the kid next year. Yeah. Uh, I'll be attending again next year. Like I said, I'm trying to, I'm gonna, thinking about running a game. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll run a game. Uh, official game or just one of or just, you know, an open gaming thing? I'm not sure right now because it's in the planning stage. So. Okay. I don't want to okay. know. I don't want to be promising something and be like. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do supers, any super system is fine with me. You just want no, to play in a supers game. That's all. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever you run, I have fun at. So you know. All right. So, so let's play twerp supers. I could do that. I got a copy of it. We could play. We could play Oriental Adventures again. You could play Who Do That. Who do? That's the guy's name I played. Who do that? Who do that? Yeah. It's not like this. <laughs> Not offending oh, anybody God. in the world on that game, so. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not, not cultural appropriation? Not at all. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, so with that said, uh, we're probably going to wrap things up. Give this video a like and give us a comment afterwards. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. Share the video around. Don't forget to check out the various things on Wild Games Productions, such as the various actual play podcasts we have at RollHireDie.com where we host a Marvel podcast for Face Rip. We host a, uh, a Dead Rain, which is a Palladium's a zombie game. We also host a Star Wars D6 game and other various games. Ghostbusters D6 as well is there. We have a whole slew of things that my gaming group plays here at my house, which is on the other side of the wall over here. You can't uh, see it, but it's a whole roll, audio studio. Roll, roll Higher Die, huh? RollHigherDie.com. <laughs> Each of the shows have its own feed on iTunes slash Google Play slash Android. You just go right to the I site. Have, I will have to tell Full On Gamer about that, especially the D6 Star Wars thing. He'll be all over that. Oh, yeah, and uh, Ghostbusters D6, too, so he would probably like oh, that, that as well. Yeah. But go check those various things out and enjoy them. Uh, we'll be restarting Marvel up again real soon, but I'm not going to tell you when and how until it drops. So you devil you. Leave them yep. waiting. This weekend yeah. we are recording another episode of the Classic Face for Podcast, so stay tuned on this channel unless things fall through. But we have something planned to go over and review. I'm not gonna say what, but it is face rip related and Marvel related. It is a big major event in Marvel history. Ooh. That's all I'm going to tweet in about. And don't forget to listen to, of course, Radio Grognard and Thaco Tambor. I think this Sunday we're going to be recording episode 151 oh. for the third time. For the third time. Okay. Well, if, we, if, we, if we're doing plugs. Poor, uh, poor Brian has Tavern. so much trouble. Tankcarstavern.com is a daily blog. 
uh, there's also a Discord server, Ten Cars Tavern, and the Daily Tavern Podcast uh, Tavern Chat. Yes, and if you see Eric, buy him a beer. We actually. Oh have... yes, please do do so. Yes. One last question, and it actually pertains to the future. Yeah. Are you guys Ooh. planning on doing more of these live podcasts? Uh, what, like this? Yeah, like Do this. I have to... uh, invite me. Well, uh, yes, invite... we are. It, was it like Field of Dreams? You know, if, if you build it, they will come. Uh, I mean, it's we not always it. easy to get these two yokels together. So, I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, you know. It, 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 yes, it, it doing... Listen. When I was doing these, uh, I did 48 fireside chats, which are interviews on the uh, Tavern Chat podcast in the course of six months. So my schedule was, was pretty booked. Now we're in like phase two, which is, I guess, reinvites and a handful that we missed. So it should slow down. I shouldn't be doing seven interviews in seven days. So, uh, y- yes, uh, I- I'm I'm probably more available than I had been. So, yes, I'd be happy to do this, especially if, if uh, I reti- people retire- want to retirement mode has kicked in so that means you're just going to go sit in your chair and drink your tea or something or beer oh sorry beer for him Ah. need crappy meal water for me since i'm dying no that's right glenn's low-carb diet okay yes Uh, yeah we'll have to get you the uh heineken zero you know the i don't drink beer i don't drink You're you're in oklahoma don't you need to have like that like near beer not that no, not after, about six months ago that passed. We got like full body beer and wine in grocery stores. Oh my God! We all got right. something like got... four, four or five point beer or something like that. Did your state gone all alcoholic? So with oh, that, yeah. with that said, we're gonna get head out of here because Glenn has to descend back up to heaven on his halo, golden light above him, and I'm Eric's looking, dog I'm, is. I'm, I'm looking. Elvis is waiting for me up there. Elvis, Jimi Hendrix, and uh, Ma Cass, right? And Gary, I'll be right up. Okay, we're good. Roll the dice. And Eric's uh, little doggy is getting too squirmy there. I can already see it. So. Yeah, but she's been quiet. With that said, we'll be back. More videos coming. I have more videos planned. Things coming down the pipe. You'll see. So keep it original. Keep it old school. And good night, everybody. Bye, bye, folks.